This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And uh, we've got a big topic to discuss today. And it's something I'm really happy that we are talking about because in this day and age, a lot of people are struggling And of course, I'm talking about when it comes to our finances and money and cost of living is going up and our kids are like, but I really want those sneakers or with Christmas coming up, they've got this lengthy list and a lot of people are going to have a hard time. A lot of people are going to have a hard time this year. Um, And so with it being financial literacy month, I thought, you know what? We need to bring on a mama who knows all about this and she's going to help us out with some tips, some tricks, and we're just going to have a great conversation um, that maybe then we can take and have with our kids. And of course, I'm talking about Angelique de Montburn. She's the chief operating officer at Mido. Angelique, how are you? And welcome to the show. Good, Pina. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy that you're here. Um, Mido is something that I am a big fan of and I love that it exists. I know it's still, I still consider it new. How long has it been around? And then we'll explain what exactly it is to everyone listening at home. Yeah. So we've been building for a while, but we officially launched just about a little over two years ago. So we are fairly new um, in the market. Uh, So you're not wrong. You are right. We are new. And uh, and I've talked to Mido on the I talked about Mido on on the show before, um, actually when it was like fresh, fresh a baby, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought that it was time that we we talk about it again. Uh, like I said, it's Financial Literacy Month, and the sooner we can get these conversations going with our kids, I think the better it is for not only them but us as parents. And so what exactly is Mido? Let's start there, like from the basics. What's Mido? And this way, everyone at home can understand why I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Mido is a money app for Canadian families. Um, And what that means is that we provide the ability for young people 6 to 18 to earn, save, spend using our smart cash card and app. Um, And our card is pretty incredible too. So maybe just to give you a little bit of insight on that. Um, When you sign up for Mido, you get a digital version right away to your phone and to your child's phone um, through the app. And then you can decide also if you want a physical one. So you can either get the classic Mido card to use in store and online, um, or you can get a custom card. Um, And maybe I'll just plug that for a second because it's really cool for the younger kids. You can go onto Mido and you can put anything um, the rights to on your spend card. And you can carry around that card Um, and use it as your own personal, you know, brand. Um, And so we see kids putting their pets on it, their family on it. It's a really incredible way for young people to interact with this card that usually doesn't really mean anything, but um, has this meaning to it once you're able to kind of put that picture on it. So two cards, um, you can spend in store online. um, And there's a ton of limitations on it to ensure that we're keeping the safety and security of young people top of mind which means that you can't spend beyond what you have on the card. Um, And those limitations are really important. Um, And then 
the other piece is that, and maybe the best part from my perspective as a parent, um, although I do have teenagers and so they're getting a little bit um, old and we have a different relationship with our money right now together, but you can set limits as a parent and you have oversight. So you have the app, they have the app, um, and you can see what they're spending on um, and you can have active conversations in the context of your lives. So they go out for lunch, maybe they spend money. Um, you're not too sure that that was the best decision. That's something that you can actively just say, hey, what's up? See so you're off campus. Um, what are you spending money on? I sent you with lunch, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talked to my son about. Um, and so kids get to practice good money habits. They get to build those skills actively in an experiential way. And parents get to participate however they want to, whether that's a little bit or a lot. Um, and that's Mido. And I love it because it grows with the kids. Like you can get them started on this at a young age. And I think that that's really important. Looking back, like I started a paper route. I was maybe 10 years old because I wanted to make money. And I, I die of laughter every time. Like I, I share this story because it's like my paycheck what, for the month was $50. And I thought that this was like the coolest thing ever. Okay. Mind you, it was 1990. Okay. But <laughs> cost of living was very different back then. But you know what? It made me realize just how much work I had to do in order to earn that money. And then this is why I tell my kids, and I think it's so important and crucial for us parents to share these stories with our kids so they can understand that, like, yeah, money does not, you know, grow on trees. Yeah, absolutely. You have to work hard and earn it. And then maybe, like you said, you know, with the app, a parent can look at the oversight and see where the money's, you know, going to and be like, well, was it a wise choice to um, spend money on lunch? you know, if you had something with you or you didn't pack something because you were in a rush, but maybe that means planning ahead of time the night before packing something and then think about that extra $10 where it could go. So I love that. Okay. So you're the chief operating officer. What does that mean? Like, are you, are you the queen bee of my <laughs> <own> mamas? <laughs> Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I think everybody at the, uh, at Mido is pretty incredible, but in my day to day, I get the ability to work across our organization. And I would say that, um, my job is really about making things happen, um, and making sure that, you know, the organization is functioning and performing and, um, we're able to connect with our customers, which are young people and parents, um, we're able to hear from them. We're able to translate that into actual capabilities and features and continue to grow with them and operationalize that. Make sure that everybody across Mido has what they need in their jobs in order for us to get to those outcomes. Um, I love it. I love my job. You know what? I love the fact that you are a mom and you are in this role because you understand it. Like if you're not a parent, you're like, no offense. But you're not going to understand it at the same level as a parent would. We are going through this. You've got two kids. How old are they? I have three kids. One oh, is three. Too, one is too young for Mido. Um, but I have a 14 year old, a 13 year old, and a three and a half year old who is not currently on Mido. Though we do <laughs> not yet. We do talk about money concepts in a way, uh, but that's tailored to his age. See that, and I've got a 12 year old, a 10 year old, an eight year old where we are 
in that money phase and they get money for birthdays and different special occasions. And it's all about like, okay, let's save. Let's think about the future. We're thinking about school, but then I, you know, I allow you to keep a little bit of it for spending so you can purchase the things that, that you want. And I find that like, it's that preteen into teen, you know, that it's, it's, it's that age bracket that they're all about like I want to go to the mall mm-hmm. and I want to buy my stuff and it's different when they get to buy stuff right as opposed to us purchasing it for them for sure I think that that's it I mean one I would just say you're very financially savvy um and I love the conversations that you're having with your kids um really at that you know between preteen stage, they are becoming way more financially independent. They're able to go out. um, Maybe they're riding transit. Maybe they're going to the mall. Perhaps they're leaving their school for lunch. Um, Or even if they're buying lunch at school, um, they're starting to use money in a way that is an expression of who they are in the world. They want to buy those particular sneakers because that relates to them. And you know, we want to, we want to encourage that in a really smart and responsible way. So to say, um, and on Mida, we do have savings goals where you can create your savings goal, whatever that is, and you can save towards it. Um, and that's a mechanism to start to think about needs and wants. It's a mechanism to start to say some things you got to wait for some things that you can buy today. And so um, all of those things to come together to support this idea um, that you're building more financial competency and literacy in your young kids um, in order for them to go out into the world and be more successful when they get older. And I love that because like I said, the sooner we can have these conversations with them and teach them, the better it is. And it's like, you know, you could give your kid a regular debit card, but really where's the education in that? Right. And I want to talk more about that. So don't go anywhere. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. This is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about money and money with our kids. With fellow mama, Angelique de Montburn. She is the Chief Operating Officer at Mido. And uh, I thought, if we're going to talk money... And we're going to talk about our kids. And it is Financial Literacy Month. We need to talk to her. Because Mido is is this amazing app for parents and their kids. And there's an education aspect to it, like an educational aspect to it. And it also equips our, our children with the tools they need to actually start taking part in that world of spending and earning and saving. Am I right, Angelique? You are a hundred percent right. Come and work for Mido. <laughs> yes. Sorry, uh, six forty. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> but by the way, you had said something earlier on in the show, and I didn't get a chance to comment on it. But you were talking about that there's the app, and then there's a physical card, but two cards. One which is like your regular Mido card. And one that they can customize and personalize. And it, you know, during the break, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want one of those for myself. 
hundred percent. I think that it would be very popular with adults. Um, fortunately, maybe for Mido, we are the first in Canada to actually uh, pursue a custom card. So it's an. I love it. I love it. You know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna get our kids started on this stuff, let's make it fun while they're learning. You know, exactly. so I am I'm totally for it. And yes, I might have to open up an account to myself and transfer money to myself for that, just so I can have this personalized card. Um, but actually, talking about transferring money, that's that's how our kids are going to earn money and save money because how are they going to get this money on the card it's coming from family so um great point so currently on the card the money uh comes from parents parents can transfer money from their bank account into their wallet and then issue money across their kids into their wallets as they see fit um we have you know weekly allowance so if you choose to want to set that up um, kids get paid on payday. So we structure structure it in a way where, you know, you have to wait for your payment. Um, and then you know that you only have, you only get it the next week as well, which means that you also have to use your money effectively. So that's the budget. You have to budget. You have to understand, you know, spending savings, how you're going to use that within the week. Um, so that's one one type of transfer that we have, you can also transfer ad hoc. So there's a bunch of times where my kids will be out in the world and perhaps need to get money. um, And I'm able to in real time transfer them to their card. um, And they're able to spend. um, And you know, it's really incredible for emergency purposes. But also just, you know, I never want my kids to be in the world and and not have access. And so um, it's also a really incredible feature of Mido as well. So You can do allowance, um, you can get paid through tasks, so you can incentivize your kids, um, whether that's to do chores, whether that's to do homework, whether that's to do, you know, anything that you see fit um, that you want to incentivize them for. And again, we're not talking about lots of money. If you're just incentivizing your kids with a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever you deem to be acceptable, even the idea of the ability to earn money, and and to your point paper route. It was $50 a month. So your ability to get money and be able to use that money in a way that you see fit um, is effective enough. So there's no, you know, limit on minimum or maximum, we really want you to be able to determine um, the the cost that you want to pay your kids. And it's totally adaptable to every family. And I think that that's great. Because right now, parents listening at home might be like, well, I want to get my kids started on this or kids started on this and I want them to learn how to budget and the value of a dollar and, and you know, do you really want to spend it on this or do you want to save for something bigger? Whatever it may be. But like I said at the beginning of the show is that right now we're in a tough place when it comes to money and finances and cost of living. Like things are getting very, very expensive. So a parent is probably going to turn around and say like, well, I can't pay like, for chores a week. Um, But I can do, you know what I mean? Like five or $3 here, $2 here, whatever it may be. And it's so funny when you were saying about the different chores, all I kept thinking about is like, oh my God, the snow is going to hit soon. And I don't want to shovel the driveway. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can throw that on the Mido app for one of the kids. 
100%. It's a great Who way wants to, to shovel the driveway? You'll earn some money. But that's, that is exactly what it's about. We need to have these conversations with our kids. And they need to understand that, like, you know, I worked hard for this. So where do I want to spend it? Or how do I want to save it? You know, and Angelique, I know that earlier this week, there was a survey that was released by Mido and they surveyed a bunch of Gen Z's. I want to hear because I'm interested in knowing what the Gen Z's had to say. So fill me in. Yes. So we did issue a survey um, and we decided this year that we wanted to talk directly with Gen Z. So previously we've surveyed parents, but as a, a business that is in the business of young people and building money capabilities for them and a product for them, um, we wanted to go and, and hear it from, from them. And so basically what we found, um, and it's pretty incredible in my perspective, and I actually love this generation for this specific reason, is that and we're talking about Gen Z's, sorry to interrupt, for those of you yeah. listening at home, between the ages of 13 to 17, roughly, right? A little bit older than 17, but who we surveyed were 14 to 24-year-olds. Okay. So we went at awesome. 14 to 24-year-olds, um, which is a subset of Gen Z, um, but really the people who we wanted to be able to hear from. Um, and what we heard was that despite being in this um, financially turbulent time, with a lot of societal uncertainty, which we are. So to your point, it is a really difficult time financially for a lot of Canadians. Um, Young people are so resilient and confident. And 80% of Canadian teens feel confident in their understanding of money. 80%. That's That's awesome. That's that's a really high number. Yes, that's a high. And 86% of those Gen Zs that we surveyed feel it's important to avoid going into debt. Oh my God, I love this. As a mom, I love this. Yes, kids, you're getting it. it. We hear, you know, I think a lot, there's a lot that's really, really heavy to think about this generation, thinking about things in a different context, bringing this very, what I would call positive and hopeful mindset to their finance um, are incredible signals that young people are really primed to want to engage in their finances. And I think the question really becomes, how? Um, And so we really want to look at creating more financial opportunities for young people to get those experiences. Um, And part of that is conversation. So 85% of those youth surveyed are open to discussing money with family, friends, and to learn from their experience. So we're talking about a generation who's really primed, who's feeling confident, who wants to start to engage and to understand so that they're better set up for success in the future. I love this. And this is really useful information for us parents because we're getting some insight on what our kids are interested in, how they're thinking about money, uh, and so much more. I know that there's more about the survey, so I, and I want to hear it, but we're going to take a break and we'll be back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. We are talking money because 
let's get real. You need money in this day and age. And the sooner we can get our kids on board with understanding how money works, the better we're off the better off we are. I've got Angelique de Montburn. She's the chief operating officer at Mido and uh, and fellow mama. And we're talking about life as a parent and our kids and how to get them like started in this world of money, but in a smart way and in a way that they can learn. Angelique, you were telling me about the survey that Mido just did with the Gen Zs. And some of these stats are pretty Awesome. You guys got some like really good info here. Like you had said that like 80% of Canadian teens feel confident in their understanding of money. 80% is huge. And then you were saying like 86% um, percent feel that it's important to avoid going into debt. When you said that to me, I was like, wow, okay, this is great. They're understanding and they're getting it. And it was something like 85% are, are open to having these types of discussions with their parents. So I'm hoping that everything that we're discussing here tonight on the show, you parents listening at home can take this. And if you haven't, you know, had these discussions with your kids, maybe it'll help you get started on those discussions, right? So Angelique, what else did you guys find out? Now we're on a roll here and I want to know what else, what else was, was discovered in this survey? And I think to your point about parents, you know, getting started on this conversation, one thing I would would just, you know, say, so Gen Z are primed, they're confident, they want to learn more about money. We also know that um, 90% of parents rank basic money management as the main skill they hope their kids will learn, which is also a massive number. So you have Gen Z who are primed to want to learn, you have parents who know that it's really important to learn. Um, and then we have a gap, because parents mm. are feeling confident in their own ability to have conversations. We often hear that money is a harder topic to talk about than any other subject with our kids because parents don't have the tools and resources that they need in order to pursue these conversations because they themselves feel like they're making mistakes or they're not you know so active in their I can own see that yeah and so I think it's really important to acknowledge that because there's no judgment. There's no shame. This is really about taking small steps and finding opportunities to have those active conversations um, and finding it within the context of your lives. You're at the grocery store. You're starting to create your holiday wish list for, for the gifts that you're wanting. How do we start to integrate these conversations meaningfully so that you know they don't feel so out of place? Um, and also, we, we can actively pursue them with our kids and they're paying attention because they are, they're paying attention. Oh, they, they are. Yes. They want to learn more. And so all of those things become, you know, really critical points in our ability to uh, better equip them. Um, and so maybe just a few more stats um, that are also really interesting. 64% of our Gen Z's are already saving for their future. So they're already putting money away. Yay, and kids. I know. And six. <laughs> percent plan to invest that money. What I think is really incredible is that, you know, with the rise um, of different media, our kids are exposed to people doing different things. And so this idea of investing is becoming really interesting. The one piece on that um, is that 42% of Canadian teens say social media advice is helping them with their finances, which is great. And we also want to make sure that they're getting financial advice 
and anything to do with safety, security, finance, et cetera, from reputable sources. And so it yes. does become important that we do open up this conversation and start to allow ourselves to also kind of expose, you know, what we may or may not know or the mistakes that we may or may not make, um, because that's how our kids are learning actively. I love this whole conversation because this to me, these are the life skills we need to be teaching our kids that not necessarily uh, is being taught inside the school. You know, it's funny, my my oldest daughter, Samantha, she's 12 and she was so frustrated with math. Like she does well in it. Like, don't get me wrong, but she's like, mama, she's like, this is so stupid. When am I going to use this in the real world? And I looked at her and I was like, and you're totally right. Like, I can't even, I can't even, I'm like, I am going to let you know that, yeah, I've never used that in real life. And this is the stuff that is important. You know what I mean? This is the stuff that if they're not learning it in school, we as parents have an obligation to be there for our kids, guide them through the right path have these conversations. And sometimes, like you said, Angelique, sometimes it's tough to talk about money with, with your kids, especially now that people are having a hard time. You know what I mean? Like, and Christmas is coming up and, and their kids have this, listen, like, I want this, I want that. I want this. And you know, there, I bet you there's some pretty like high ticket items listed on that list. And so it, it sucks being a parent who might be struggling to try and have that conversation with your kids. Right. But they're conversations that need to be had. And I think it all depends on how you how you approach it. Like this, not for anything, November is Financial Literacy Month. This would be a great time leading up to Christmas to get your kids on a program like this, on an app like this, and start having those conversations. Because then they have like that month time span to maybe maybe they get some little things that you know popping in their head like oh i understand oh i get it i see the value in this i see how hard i have to work for that like mm-hmm. angelique you've got some kids that are older than than mine like i i'm i'm turning to you as a mama like is this like how is it with your with your older two yeah i would say that you know it, it has been an uh, game changing in terms of our ability to have contextual conversations. And I'll always come back to this. They're experiencing their own earn, save, spend behavior through Mido. And that enables us to have, you know, moments of um, important conversations. So my daughter, who's 14, she will, you know, go on a little bit of a run where she'll spend and spend and spend. And she's more of like a diligent spend save, but she she goes on these runs and you know, she'll sit down at dinner time. She'll disclose like, you know, I think I'm spending too much. I can see my Mido. I'm starting to decrease a lot of my savings in my account. And I think that I need to start to take a more active role in not spending as much. And even that like awareness. That's huge. At yeah. 14 year old is, is massive. Um, my son, on the other hand, he is like, he lives in the moment and he will buy in the moment. And so he is definitely not someone who actively saves, but things that we get to talk about, he'll come up and say, you know, mom, I want more money for uh, this particular um, gaming thing that I want to buy. Um, and I'll be like, cool, let's check your Mido. Oh, wow. You don't have any money in your Mido. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Go about doing that. 
And then we'll go into a bit of a negotiation or a conversation on, listen, I can loan you 20 bucks if you want to, if you have to get this particular skin today and there's a time frame on it. On it. Um, and you're going to have to earn that back through chores. And because I'm loaning you the money, you're going to have to do more chores. That's called interest. And that's- oh, I was just going to say, you nailed him yeah. with the interest there, mama. <laughs> so- Learning these concepts in the context of how they're living their lives, I think, has been really effective. Um, and so I think that's really the opportunity is to be able to take different tools and use them to our advantage to have these opportunities or these conversations. I would also just say that Mido does have our we have this app. We also have a ton of free resources on our website. So if there's a parent or even an educator who's looking for resources to implement in the classroom or implement in their home, or they don't know how to um, start the conversation, you can go to mido.ca and you can look at um, savings calculators, different blogs that we have and start to kind of consume information in a way that's really accessible to you and share that with your kid. Um, and we really do want to foster, you know, accessibility and the ability for people to um, engage in this content and start conversations at home. I honestly, it's like this stuff just like fills my heart. It makes me so happy because from a young age as a first generation Canadian daughter to immigrant parents from Italy, they came here with absolutely nothing and to start, you know what I mean? A life together, start a family and, and a life for this family. And so I didn't have a lot growing up, but one thing that my parents taught me was the value of a dollar, how to save, um, how to spend wisely. You know, it's so funny. Like even now, like if I'm negotiating something like my dad, um, who is no longer with us, he still pops into my head. Mm-hmm. And I can hear him. And I'm like, that's right, daddy. I'm like, no, nope, <laughs> I need to do this, 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 this. And I hope that the conversations we're having with our kids, you know what I mean? Come back to them in their head as well. We're talking all things money with Angelique DeMomper. She's the chief operating officer at Mido. And it's, finan- and it's financial literacy month. So don't go anywhere because we've got more coming your way. This is 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday and you are tuned into 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got Angelique de Montburn. She is a fellow mama. And let me tell you, she's one kick-ass mama as well. Uh, she's also the chief operating officer at Mido, which is a fantastic how would you say it, Angelique? Is it like a money-saving, spending, budgeting app for kids? We can say money management app. Um, uh, that that sums it up way better yeah. than what I just said. <laughs> so I love it. And we were talking about, before the break, we were talking about, you know, our kids coming to us saying, you know, I really want to purchase something and can use some extra dollars and I don't have it. And and you came back with an example with your son and and just buying like skins for a video game. And you're like, well, you don't have the funds. I'll loan you. And I was like, yes, we're teaching them like about loans. And then you're like, well, you're gonna have to do some extra work because that's interest. And I was like, 
this mama's got it. Like I, <laughs> I bow down to you. Um, but then you know what else that came, came to my mind? How about those parents that don't believe in paying their kids for chores? And this is where I'm torn. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, listen, you live under this roof. We all need to contribute. No one's paying me to cook you dinner, wash the dishes. So we need to do it. Um, but then I see the importance of like giving them, even if it's like a dollar or two, just so they can learn and start understanding. So yeah. you got to give me some tips, some advice, like, Ooh, am I doing, am I like, do I need to change my views on chores and paid what do we do here? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I will also disclose, I am also first generation Canadian. And I come from immigrant parents who did not believe in paying for chores. because It is the cost of living in this house. And so I totally get it. And um, part of me also doesn't disagree, where I think it's really important for us to understand Paying and what we call we call it tasks on Mido. It's not necessarily chores. You could be incentivizing anything that you decide. You're able to go in and define what you're paying for and the amount. And the reason it becomes really essential is because those are mechanisms to teach our kids financial literacy through experience. They're actively earning. And then if they're paid out once a week, similar to a payday, they're actively earning and have to think about how they want to use that money throughout the week. Do they want to move that into savings? Do they want to create a savings goal? The other piece that's really important to me as specifically a mom, as specifically a mother of a daughter, we are also teaching our kids negotiation. So when I tell my kids, here's a chore, I'm going to pay you this. My hope is that they're going to say, I don't think that's fair. Could I make this? Or maybe, and we're going back and forth and we're having a conversation about it. And it's not really like the the outcome isn't the money for them. I'm sure it is. For me, what I'm trying to get them to do is participate in their ability to negotiate. And if you mm-hmm. think about that, when they go to buy their first car, perhaps when they're going to pursue their first job, and you're thinking about the skill of negotiation and how they're going to earn money in the long run, it is so fundamental to what we need to teach them. And so from that perspective, I really try to frame it up as less about, you know, paying for chores and more about an ability to enable my kid to earn money in some capacity. And then also for them to exercise a lot of other skills that are important. And that framing helps me. And again, it doesn't actually matter the amount. So if your kid is getting 50 cents, a dollar, $10, whatever it might be. It's more so about that framework of earning, saving and spending so that they're starting to build that muscle that will ultimately help them in their future. And that's the thing. We're setting them up for their future, for the real world. I'm so happy you mentioned the fact that like negotiating and like when it comes to a job, um, you mentioned car too, but when you said job, my my head went there right away because I was thinking, I'm like, not for anything, but look it up. The stats will tell you that women suck at negotiating when it comes to money for their salary or even a raise. You know, men do a, like a much better job of that. 
And how great would it be to instill these skills in our kids now that it's just turnkey? They're going to show up and they're going to be like, well, you know, I know what I can bring to the table. I understand my value and worth. And I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm worth more than this. Or uh, maybe even even if it's not dollar related, but it's like more vacation days, something. But it's that skill of negotiating, which all falls under everything we're talking about on the show today. Um, love, 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 love all of this. If you were to give some parents some tips and tricks on how to get started, what would what, what would you say your like top three would be? Yes. I love this question. I think for me, it's really um, one about contextualizing it because we're talking about different, like a wide spectrum of ages. So I think that's really important to, to just understand. Um, And so from that standpoint, I think a few things, one um, really instilling the idea of needs versus wants. And that's a pretty good conversation that gives you that idea. So needs being things about uh, those those things that meet our basic necessities, housing, food, etc. And so really, when you're going to the grocery store, even practicing those conversations, if your kids are joining you, or even if you're making a grocery list, um, and then also talking about what are those wants, and and understanding the difference between those two is is pretty critical. Um, So I would say from that perspective, needs versus wants. I think the other thing is working through a budget um, and being able to even a very, um, I would call like light touch budget. So you get $10 in a week through your allowance, say, how are you going to spend it? How many lunches do you think you can allocate with that or whatever it might be? So starting to think about how do you use your money? How do you want to use your money? And then the last thing I would say, you know, the holidays are coming up. um, So Kids may want to, especially teens, might want to purchase different gifts for friends and family. So starting to create those lists and being able to use that as a moment in time to say, yeah, like maybe you have $50. Um, How are you going to use that to buy the gifts? Make your list of friends and family. How much can you allocate for each? And then equip them and enable them to go out and actually commit to that um, and see what happens. So I think for that, those are kind of my three three areas of starting to get them actively engaged in thinking about that. And then also just having conversations and making sure that you're reinforcing some of those behaviors. This is fantastic because honestly, anything that involves the real life, real world, I think is crucial. And it's something that like we have to be there with our kids to guide them, to teach them, to educate them, to support them through all of this stuff, right? Like, and like I said, it's not necessarily stuff that they're going to get in a classroom from a textbook, but they will get it from the real world. And even just that example that you gave about needs versus wants, you know, like you may really want that new video game console or those new sneakers or, you know, some new items at Sephora, but what do you need? What are you like, you know what I mean? Like you just grew out of a winter coat, you know, let's just say. Um, so that's a need, you know? And I think it's really, really important that we, we, we lay that out for them and it's like, okay, 
you want this, but this is what you need. So where are we going to put the money right now? Um, yeah, amazing tips. That. Amazing I tips. That. Sorry to interrupt, but like one thing also that I, as you were saying that needs and wants are pretty emotional. Money is emotional. It is oh, the yeah. thing um, stresses most people out. It's the hardest thing to talk about. And I, I think from that perspective, we do need to acknowledge that when we're entering into conversations with our kids, because the things that they want, they may feel a lot of emotion around. They really, really yeah. want. Them. <laughs> yes. so I, I think, and same, like same things that I want, I really, really want it. And it's charged. And I, I think that that becomes really important and why needs and wants as kind of that foundational conversation is because you can start to explore our relationship to our feelings and money um, and why we react in certain ways to those things. Um, and so I think that becomes really powerful. This is so good, Angelique. I can't believe our time on the show is up. But if people want to learn more um, about financial literacy, about saving, earning, spending, so they can have these conversations and start these conversations with their kids, where can they go for more info? They can go to mito.ca or we're in your respective app stores. So you can just look up Mito um, and you'll find us there as well. And it's spelled M-Y-D-O-H. I love the name, by the way, Mido. Get it? (laughs) If you are just tuning in now and you missed the show or tuned in late, you can always listen back on the podcast, which you can download anywhere that you love to download your podcast. That's it for us. Go download the app right now if you don't already have it and uh, and get your kids started. Who knows? Maybe they'll save up some money to buy you a Christmas gift. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angelique. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. That is it for us. We will catch you next week. Same time, same place. This is the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Tina Crispo of ChicMama.ca.